Ladies, gentlemen, this is the Real Estate for All podcast. I'm your host, Frederick Middlebrooks, and in this episode, we're going to be talking about down payment assistance. This has been a thing that a lot of people have been searching for in this housing market, particularly because there is a lack of affordable housing, which means that down payments are higher because home prices are higher. Also, income has not kept up with how much home prices cost. So people are looking for whatever assistance that they can find to be able to purchase those homes and rightfully so, because you do want to, if you need that assistance, you do want to be able to find it so that you can make that home purchase. However, there are some things that you need to know when it comes to down payment assistance that a lot of people are not aware of. There are some costs involved with down payment assistance. It is not uh, in the overwhelming majority of cases free money that is just being given out to help people purchase homes. There are costs associated with that down payment assistance. And so that's what we're going to talk about mostly here today on this episode um, are some of those costs. So let's get right into it. Uh, The truth about down payment assistance, there are two costs that we're going to focus on when it comes to down payment assistance. Uh, One of them are, one of those costs are interest rates And the other cost is upfront buyer paid compensation. And so to back it up just a little bit, two things that you do need to know outside of the two costs that we'll mostly focus on is that when it comes to down payment assistance, one, like we already said, it costs you something, but two, you still have to pay closing costs. Down payment assistance does not mean that you do not have to come to the table with any money when you purchase a home you still have closing costs that you need to pay in order to close on that home so and mostly down payment assistance typically does not cover all of your closing costs so moving on from there i want to remind you before we get deep into the nitty-gritty of everything in this episode the mortgage industry is a business lenders do want you to purchase a home that is they are in the business to finance your home purchases lenders want you to purchase a home they want you to be a homeowner they want you to purchase multiple homes if that's your dream or your goal however lenders have to make money to continue to be able to provide you lending services there are people involved in processing your loan in underwriting your loan in originating your loan And all of those people have to be paid so that they can make a living as well. And the branch itself, each lending branch or location also has to make money to be able to pay its bills to stay in business so that they can continue to offer services to finance your home purchase. So remember that as we go through the rest of this this episode is that The mortgage industry is a business first. If they are not making money, then it will soon cease to not be a business and you will have to come up with all the money for purchasing a home on your own. So do remember that it is a business first. We as lenders want you to purchase homes, but we also have to make money off the transaction as well in order to continue to provide that service to other people who want to be able to purchase a home. So now that we've got that out of the way, jumping into the two costs. So as I mentioned uh, briefly earlier, the first cost, uh, you've got a higher interest rate. So when you get down payment assistance, you often 
get a higher interest rate that's associated with that. That's not always the case. And that's when we'll get into some of the other costs that can also be associated when you get a lower interest rate. But in many cases, you do get a higher interest rate when you have down payment assistance because like I stated earlier, that money is not free. It's not someone just giving you $10,000 or giving you $15,000 to cover your down payment. And there's no cost associated with that. There has to be a cost somewhere where that money can be made up or made back somewhere along the line that that money has to get back into the system. You have some states that offer down payment assistance programs at fixed interest rates, but that money still has to come from somewhere. If they're not getting it back via compensation, they may be getting it from taxpayer dollars um, that are helping to fund those programs, whatever it might be. There are some costs associated. One of those costs tends to be for many down payment assistance programs, higher interest rates. So let's talk a little bit about discount points and price to help you understand these higher interest rates. So when you get quoted an interest rate for a loan, let's say that you get quoted a 7% interest rate and you're like, oh, I want to buy I want to get a 6% interest rate. In many cases, you can what's called buy that interest rate down so that you can get a 6% interest rate. So if you have a 7% interest rate, you have to pay more money up front and then you will have your 6% interest rate for the life of that loan. And the reason that you have to pay that money up front is because it's costing the investor or the lender, whoever's holding that loan money in order to give you a lower interest rate. Because if they have a loan for you for $300,000 at a 7% interest rate, they're getting a certain amount of money every month at a 7% interest rate. But if they give you a 6% interest rate, then they're getting less. So to help compensate for some of that less that they're getting, they're charging you money up front to get that 6%. And if you want to buy it down even further, if you want to buy it down to five and a half, they're going to charge you even more money because they're getting paid even less money every month. So to mix up some of that money up front, they're going to charge you even more money up front to give you that lower interest rate. So over in the long run, if you keep this loan for long enough, usually in excess of three years, um, that will be paid back. And, you know, it, it will be far, you know, it will be worth it, I should say, for you to buy down that interest rate if you're going to be in this loan for long enough. And also, depending upon what happens with interest rates in the economic environment, but no one knows the future of what's going to happen with interest rates. So talk to your lender in terms of knowing whether or not it would be a good idea for you to buy it down, especially if you're living in a home again that you're going to be in for the next 5, 10, 20 years, or if you're looking to purchase this home, but then you're looking to move out in two or three years uh, to go get a different one. Maybe you have a job that moves you around a lot. I don't know, but whatever it, the situation is, your lender can help you determine whether or not it's a good idea. And a lot of that's gonna be determined by how much you would have to pay to buy down your interest rate. Um, because if you have to pay, a, let's say you pay 
$10,000 to buy down your interest rate, if that's saving you $200 a month on your mortgage insurance, if you buy it down an interest rate or a percentage point or whatever, it's going to take you a certain amount of time to for your savings of $200 a month to equal that 10,000 that you paid, which would make it worth it for you to buy it down as long as you keep it longer than that time. But if you sell the house before that time, and I know I'm getting a little, getting in the weeds a little bit, so hopefully I'm not losing anyone. But in essence, if you're paying to buy down your interest rate, you want to make sure that you are keeping that place long enough to make it worth it to buy it down. Otherwise, there's no point in buying down your interest rate. You might as well just keep the interest rate you have because you're intending to sell the home later. Or if the market's a little crazy and you, you know, it's predicted that the market's going to level out in a year or so, maybe you don't buy it down and you wait to refinance later because the cost of getting that lower interest rate will be less, um, you know, possibly in a year or a year and a half than what it would be today if you've got like crazy high interest rates. So that is how interest rate pricing or interest rate pricing works. So you have your, going back to our example, 7% interest rate that you were given. If you want that 6%, then you're going to have to pay money up front to get that 6% interest rate. Now that what you pay is called discount points. So for example, if that 7% interest rate were to come at what many people refer to as a par rate, that means there's no discount points that you're paying on that rate. But if you have to pay 1% discount points to get a particular rate, that means you're paying 1% of the loan amount to get that rate. So if you have to pay 2% discount points on a $300,000 loan, 2% of $300,000 gets you $6,000. And that's how, that's, that's what's determined in terms of how much you would have to pay up front to get the interest rate that you want. So you might hear discount points being a term that's thrown around in the mortgage industry when you're talking to your lender if you're looking to get a loan and they're like, oh, yep, we can get you a 6% interest rate, it's gonna cost you one and a half discount points. That means that if they're loaning you $300,000, it's gonna cost you one and a half percent of that $300,000 that you will have to pay up front in order to get that interest rate, that lower interest rate that you're wanting. And the pricing is the actual amount that you would have to pay. So again, going back to our $300,000 example, if you're paying two discount points or 2% of the loan amount to get a particular interest rate, 2% of that 300,000 is $6,000. That's the price that you pay for that interest rate. So moving on from discount points and pricing, we'll talk a little bit about buyer pay compensation. So buyer paid compensation, well, first we'll talk about how lenders are compensated and I won't get too much into the weeds in this, but when it comes to pricing and your interest rates and your discount points and everything like that, most lenders or branches, uh, 
are compensated through your interest rate pricing, what you pay up front for your interest rate and the interest rate that you get. So in general, if you have a $300,000 loan, and again, I like to use the same example just because it keeps things consistent and makes it easier for people to understand. So using that same $300,000 loan, if you have, I just lost my train of thought. Using our same $300,000 loan example, if you wanted to get a particular interest rate and hmm, that's a good way to explain this. All right, so let's so let's talk a little bit about some of the down payment assistance programs that you may come across. In particular, uh, let's talk a little bit about some of the down payment assistance programs that you may come across. Some cities and states offer down payment assistance programs and some lenders offer their own down payment assistance programs just to help out home buyers and being able to purchase homes. And again, we already discussed the cost of those home, uh, of those programs. So in talking about buyer paid compensation, which is the next cost that I'm going to discuss, it's easier for me to explain it this way. If you have, in the city of Georgia, I will use Georgia as an example. In Georgia, we have the Georgia Dream Program. Now with the Georgia Dream Program, I won't get into all the all of the particulars of it. However, Georgia Dream sets the interest rate. The lenders that are participating lenders for the Georgia Dream program, meaning they're the lenders that can actually do a Georgia Dream loan for you, they don't set the interest rate. Georgia Dream sets the interest rate and the lenders that that's the interest rate that all the lenders who participate in the Georgia Dream program have to use. Now that interest rate changes depending upon the market. It could be 6%, it could be five and you know three quarters, it could be six and a quarter. It, it changes depending upon the market, but Georgia Dream sets that interest rate. Now, as we touched on briefly, lenders are paid often through compensation. So and that compensation comes as part of your interest rate and everything like that. So if you are purchasing a home at a 7% interest rate, then that loan, a $300,000 loan at a 7% interest rate is worth a certain amount of money if it were to be sold to another investor. A Using the same $300,000 loan, if that interest rate is 6%, it's not worth as much as a loan that is worth 7% if you get where I'm going. And so if a lender has a higher interest rate, 
for you as the buyer, it's going to cost you less upfront to get that higher interest rate, but you're gonna pay more in your monthly payments because your interest rate is higher. However, if you wanted to have a lower interest rate or buy down your interest rate, it's going to cost you more upfront to buy down that interest rate because again, the investor or the lender, whoever's holding that loan has to take a loss because they're giving you a lower interest rate. However, they want some of that money, some of that loss that they're taking to be paid up front. So they charge you more money up front so that you can get that lower interest rate. So going back to our example with the Georgia Dream Loan, Georgia Dream sets the interest rate. So let's say that they set the interest rate and the interest rate is 6%. So if Georgia Dream sets the interest rate at 6%, how does that lender then make money on that transaction? That lender makes money by charging what's called buyer paid compensation. So again, since the lender can't affect the interest rate and the lenders can't, you know, adjust your interest rate to help offset some of the costs that that lender incurs by doing business, they have to charge a fee on top of those closing costs that you have for the loan. And that's how the lender gets paid. And that's the buyer paid compensation. The buyer's paying the compensation that the lender is going to get. The lender's not paying that through interest rate pricing. They're charging that upfront to the buyer because oftentimes you will see, again, either a higher interest rate or you might see buyer paid compensation, whereas you might not have the higher interest rate. You might get a lower interest rate because the program that you're using sets the interest rate, but the lender who's doing that loan still needs to be compensated for all of the costs that they're incurring uh, in manpower as well to originate that loan. And so they have to charge their fees on top. For example, let's assume that you get paid $10,000 in down payment assistance from Georgia Dream to be able to put towards down payment or closing costs. For a $300,000 home, your down payment requirement for FHA loan would be $300,000 or would be $10,500 because 3.5% of $300,000 is $10,500. So that $10,000 that you got in down payment assistance from Georgia Dream would knock out 10,000 of that 10,500 and you would have to come up with the other 500 for the down payment assistance and then you would still have closing costs that need to be paid. But what I like to tell people is that you probably won't see the full 10,000 to take care of the entire down payment and the reason is because of this buyer paid compensation. The lender still has to be compensated for their cost in originating this loan. And so because of that, they charge a fee to you upfront for originating the loan. Well, that money is going to reduce how much you're actually going to get to put towards other things, which means you're still going to have to come out of pocket a little bit more than the amount that's listed that. It's like, oh, I'm getting 10,000. It's like, well, you might not get the full 10,000 to put towards something because you also on top of your interest rate are going to have to pay buyer paid comp in addition to closing costs as well. 
So you still will have to come out of pocket something. And a lot of people do think that when you get down payment assistance, it means that, oh, okay, I can get down payment assistance. I don't have to pay any money. Not true. For the overwhelming majority of people who purchase homes, you will still have to pay money at the closing table in order to close on that transaction. Whether or not you're paying down payment or whether or not you're paying just closing costs, you still will have to pay something. But those are the two things that I want to make you aware of when it comes to down payment assistance is that you have interest rates that are typically higher in many down payment assistance programs and in some of the programs that don't have higher interest rates you have pricing or buyer paid compensation that needs to be paid up front in order to cover the cost that the lender has in being able to originate this loan for you. So you could have a lower interest rate and have to pay more, or you could have a higher interest rate and still have to pay more when it comes to originating this loan for you, because that's just how the fees break out. So with that, let me give you an example. I recently, and when I say recently, less than a week ago, this was about two or three days ago, uh, was talking with a gentleman who is going through a different mortgage lender to finance the purchase of his home. He was wanting to use a down payment assistance program that is offered by this particular lender. This particular lender offers a down payment assistance program that gives you 5% down payment. And when I was speaking with the lender, it was sounding really good. It was, oh, okay, 5% um, down payment. Well, an FHA minimum down payment requirement is 3.5% which means that's a one and a half percent of the loan amount that you can use to put towards closing costs to make your closing cost even less. And I'm like, wow, that sounds like a great deal. You get five and a half percent or you not five and a half, excuse me, you get 5% down payment assistance. And then you, and since your minimum is only three and a half percent for FHA, you can use some of that money towards closing costs. After the numbers shake out and everything, what it was costing is that this particular individual's interest rate would have been 8.25% or eight and a quarter percent would have been their interest rate to use this down payment assistance program. On top of that interest rate, it was going to cost them an interest rate pricing. It was going to cost them over $8,000 just to get this whole deal with this 5% down. So I don't know how much, I mean, the, how far that 5% goes depends upon the price of the home that you're paying or that you're buying rather. Um, but in any case, you now have an eight and a quarter percent interest rate, which by the way, if your interest rate is getting higher and higher and higher, that's affecting how much home you can actually qualify for because you can only qualify for an amount that your income can support along with your debt. So if you have a higher interest rate, that means your monthly payments are higher. And in order to compensate for that ratio of how much your income and your debt can support, you have to purchase a cheaper home when you have a higher interest rate. And that's what brings me to what I want to conclude all of this episode with. Who is down payment assistance for? If you are low to middle income 
and or a first time home buyer who again does not have the money to be able to cover your down payment and closing costs, then down payment assistance is something that you may want to look into to help finance that home purchase. Because it's my belief that if it comes down to you using down payment assistance or you not purchasing a home, then by all means, use the down payment assistance. That's what it's there for. And you're going to be better off purchasing a home and holding on to that home and letting it build you wealth through appreciation and amortization rather than not purchasing a home just because you didn't have the money to put down for the home. So if the down payment assistance programs are the only way that you can afford to purchase, use the down payment assistance programs. However, if you can be a little bit more frugal in your living to be able to save up for the down payment, or if you can be a little bit more disciplined in your spending, or if you have the money already to be able to cover the down payment and closing costs, then it is my advice that you seek traditional financing because even though you're going to be using more of your money up front to be able to cover down payment and closing costs, your interest rate pricing is oftentimes going to be better. Your interest rates often going to be lower. You're not going to be paying as much in discount points. So you don't have to, you're not looking at all of the fees and everything. And then in addition to one other thing that I'll throw in at the end, a lot of this down payment assistance uh, with the down payment assistance programs, you have some programs that the money that they give you is forgivable. There's no repayment that is required for that money. However, there are a lot of down payment assistance programs out there where the money that you're given is not forgivable. For example, using the Georgia Dream program again, the down payment assistance with the Georgia Dream program is not forgivable. It stays on your home as a second loan. There's no monthly payment and no interest rate attached to that second mortgage. So for example, if you get $10,000 in down payment assistance from the Georgia Dream, there you don't have to pay on that each and every month and there's no interest rate associated with it. So that $10,000 is not getting bigger and bigger and bigger. It's staying where it is. However, you will have to pay that $10,000 back if you sell the home, refinance the home, or if you move out of the home and it's no longer your primary residence. And so there are a lot of down payment assistance programs where the money that you're getting is either forgivable or it's going to sit on the home as a second loan, which you will have to pay back. And of note, if you choose the option or a down payment assistance program where you have to pay the money back, it's oftentimes going to be a little bit less than the down payment assistance program where it's completely forgivable because you're not having to pay the money back. So again, there's costs associated with everything. The mortgage industry is a business and they need to, it needs to be a profitable business in order to continue to provide financing for other individuals who need homes. So if you are low to middle income and or a first time home buyer who does not have the down payment assistance money in the bank, then down payment assistance is something that you may want to also consider. And I said the last thing was the last thing. One thing that I did want to also throw on top of that 
is that a lot of people don't realize you can also tap into your retirement to purchase a home without incurring a penalty as well. So if you do have money that you've been saving up for retirement, um, $20,000, $40,000, whatever that amount may be that you've been saving up for retirement, if you need $10,000 to cover a down payment, you can tap into a retirement account for the purposes of purchasing a home and you won't incur a penalty for withdrawing from your retirement account early. And I know some people might be thinking, why would I tap into my retirement account? Because now that's just less money that I have growing for the long term for when I actually retire. And you would have less money. However, you're doing it to purchase a home, which is an asset that's going to be appreciating over time. So for example, let's say that you tapped in your retirement account in 2017 and you held that home for five years to 2022, whatever money you would have gained or that you would have withdrawn from your retirement account in 2017 to purchase a home, let's say you withdrew $20,000 to go and purchase a $200,000 home or a $300,000 home, what that home is worth today is more than double that 20,000 that you pulled out of your retirement account. So you gotta also look at it from the standpoint of what is this money going towards? And it's going to purchase a home for you, which is gonna provide stability. And it's also going to be appreciating over time, which means it's getting more valuable as time goes on. In addition to you're building equity through amortization because every time you make a mortgage payment, that's paying down the principal balance of the loan, which is putting more money back into something that you own. So that is still an option as well if you do have a retirement account. And also if you have a retirement account and let's say you're in your 30s or your 40s, there is still a long clock that you have before you reach that retirement age where you can still continue to build up the money in that retirement account while also being able to purchase a home, which is going to build up your wealth through appreciation as well. So just wanted to keep that, um, wanted you to have that little note as well that you can tap into retirement funds without incurring that a penalty for the purchase, for the purpose of purchasing a home. That's all I have for you today. As always, please do share this if you found some value in it do follow us on social media you can find me particularly at ga loan officer on instagram and TikTok. frederick middlebrooks on linkedin you can visit my website galoanofficer.com where you can find a mortgage calculator to help you calculate the cost of owning a home in terms of the monthly mortgage cost you can also find some helpful information on va loans which tend to be my specialty because I am a veteran. Uh, you can also find information on FHA and conventional mortgages as well, which I also do. And yeah, if you have any questions, just reach out to me. You can find me easily on social media. So reach out to me, send me a message, shoot me a scenario. I'm happy to answer questions uh, or help guide you in a, in a direction to help you accomplish those home ownership goals. So that's all I have for you. Take care, be blessed. We'll see you in the next episode.